Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Uh, interview with an atheist. And uh, on today's show, I've got Sam, who's in America. Sam, you want to say hello? How's it going? All right. And uh, Sam, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, about uh, growing up and and uh, things you dealt with as a child? Um, well, I mean, for me, really, I mean, I, I grew up in uh, California. I mean, my, my mother's a Roman Catholic, so I was practicing Catholic until I was about a teenager. I mean, uh, we went to church every Sunday, Sunday school, the usual uh, kind of jazz. And uh, But uh, my parents divorced when I was eight. So after that, when I came to live with my dad when I was a teenager in, in D.C., it uh, the religion kind of thing kind of fell off for the most part. We didn't really go anymore. Uh, I'm not sure if it was some part of their... Uh, their divorce that, you know, kind of was like a, yeah, drove a wedge that my dad didn't go back to church anymore. So, I mean, we, we didn't really go, go to church very, very much after that. And, uh, really, I mean, honestly, anytime anybody asked my dad about religion, he said he was a druid. He worshiped trees and houseplants on rainy, rainy days. So <laughs> I didn't, I didn't really get much, uh, more indoctrination or schooling about education or, I mean, about religion for the most part until uh, I started picking it up myself. Um, and so I went to college, uh, 18. I, uh, majored in chemistry and got my master's in chemistry and my PhD in, in uh, biochemistry. And so, I mean, throughout that period, my religious influence changed. I was living in DC, so it's a much, much more diverse background here. Um, the, and the university I went to, there's just, there's all kinds of people. So you get all kinds of backgrounds and different ethnicities and different religions. And so just, I got so much exposure to other kinds of, of cultures um, that, you know, you start to kind of just learn more about things. And also going through my education process, I, as I kind of went through things, I kind of transitioned to being a deist. Um, and then eventually, finally kind of accepting my atheism. Um, but I, I probably didn't even do that until after I was like 30. So. Oh, you're still ahead of me in, in that, uh, in that ball game. Uh, let me, let me ask you this. Uh, when, when you, when your parents got divorced, do you think they had a conversation about, um, your, the religion and what they felt would be right to bring you up in or, uh, do, you, do you think it was a case of that? Did your mom just completely give up? I mean, did you spend more time with her, more time with your dad? How did that work out? Uh, well, I mean, when I was a kid, I mean, it, they got divorced when I was eight. So, I mean, I lived with my mom until I was 13. So, I mean, during the early years, I mean, we went to church all the time. And, and there was no real conversation. I mean, I, I think for the most part, how I see my religious upbringing was really more benign neglect kind of thing. I mean, they didn't nothing was really followed up like when we went home and sat around the dinner table there was no conversation of something how should we think about some topic of the day dealing with the, the bible or something there was no there was no really follow-up of anything it was sunday school and and church was that was like we did that over there and then everything else like happened the rest of the week um and then and so when I went to live with my dad, there was there wasn't really much. I don't think there was any conversation at all um, about about religion as far as what I was going to do after I moved. So, so it wasn't a case of uh, you were you were taught to put on the uh, God goggles, as it were, to see everything through Scripture, to see everything through um, what 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 God taught us uh, through the Old Testament and the New Testament to try to sort of finagle things to fit with what the Bible teaches, that that didn't really happen then. Right. And and, and also, I mean, the, the Roman Catholics, I mean, is, if you're, you know, you're aware of Catholicism, it's a little different than the evangelical uh, and, and they, they didn't, they don't use the Bible exclusively as, as teaching. So it's, there's, they, they have their whole dogma uh, in, involved in it. And so they're, so, and a lot of the church uh, teachings and things, it, none of it was really reinforced. 
I see. All right. Well, um, well, well. Looking back now, uh, do you if if you think that, or would you say that if she had been more influential, or if the particular church you went to had been more influential, would you have gone into uh, chemistry and biochemistry? Because a lot of people use sciences as sort of a method uh, or a path that leads them away from religion. Would you have chosen that? Because because certainly in my case. Um, I didn't involve myself in education because with my upbringing, uh, things that would put you in a position to move you away from God were avoided, and you were taught to avoid them. Certainly things like um, uh, evolutionary theory in biology, I mean, that was literally a sign of the devil trying to take you away from Christ. So in your case, do you think if they were more influential with the religious aspects that you would not have gone into the sciences, or would you have just plotted right through it in no, just the same. I, I think that I still would have ended up on the track that I was on. And, and again, that's one of the things of like Catholics is, is a kind of a differentiation from other um, parts of uh, Christianity is, I mean, they, I mean, the Pope believes in evolution. I mean, or he has some version of it that he says that they, they accept and, there, so there, there's not as much of the anti-science uh, background from from Roman Catholics uh, that you get from other other uh, denominations. So I, I think still, even even if I had been, and I, was, I mean I was good at it in school, so that was that was my primary impetus of, of studying it was because I was good at it. Oh, that, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, what about other people? Was your mom the only uh, religious influence, or were there like aunts and uncles, someone who may have also brought in or introduced uh, a more religious side of uh, uh, of the family? No, not really. I mean, I, I have a very small family, so it's not a it's not a not a real. I don't have like lots of cousins and things that to to deal with. So there there really was not a whole lot of influence, and I think that's one of the primary reasons of, uh, of the, the level of religious involvement in my, my childhood is just that there, there really was not a whole lot of people. And, and you know, like I said, being separated, you're, when your family's separated by thousands of miles across the continent, then it, again, creates that, that artificial barrier. All right. Um, yeah, it, it certainly does. Um, you said you lost... Uh, your faith completely or accepted, as you put it, your atheism at around 30. Can you tell us about that time period, the, the people that you interacted with and what their reactions were, if, if they had any at all, um, uh, particularly your wife and, and son? Can you talk about this? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, my wife, I mean, my wife was non-religious. And so, I mean, it was kind of one of the things that attracted me to her in the first place. And so, I mean, so she already knew that I was, I mean, at that phase, I was already kind of like an agnostic. And so I had kind of somewhat given up on the, the deism thing. And again, a lot of my um, research and things as I was going through college uh, changed my my perception. And I mean, after I was a deist and then I kind of went through and, and I had kind of this intelligent design kind of belief, but that obviously as you do more research into it you find it's more pseudoscience than anything else but so I kind of rejected a lot of that and I mean really I think my my path to atheism really started with uh, watching the daily show I was with John Stewart and he had Sam Harris on and he was pitching his book um, about how science can help us to determine morality and so like I read that book the moral and, landscape yeah, the moral landscape. Right. No, exactly. Um, so that, I think that was my first real introduction to to atheists. I mean, I I don't, and I still at this point I don't know any real atheists in person. I don't know anybody in person who's an atheist that I've met like locally. So I don't have like other atheist friends other than people that I meet on on Facebook and stuff. Um, so I mean, my wife was already like in that aspect because she grew up as a catholic too she's from brazil she grew up as a catholic and this huge brazilian catholic family and so she she didn't like any of it and so she was kind of agnostic 
And so it's for her, it was not a not a big deal. Um, and she actually knew I was an atheist before I did. I mean, I didn't really commit to the term because uh, I mean, you know, uh, as well as many other people that I mean, the word atheist in pretty much anybody's family is like still, um, still a, uh, a huge uh, issue or that they are demonized uh, to the, the extent of you know, well beyond to the 21st century. And so it was still something that was stigmatized. And so I didn't, I didn't accept it until later and realized that I, you know, um, that I could be okay with it, you know, and uh, then, and that was really after kind of, uh, reading some of the books by Sam Harris and Richard Dawkins and, and really I think what did it for me was getting to Christopher Hitchens and reading his work and was just like, you know, this is phenomenal. And I, you know, I could be okay with, uh, with being an atheist. And then that kind of led me to, uh, to being open about it. And really for my family, I, I just posted a bunch of stuff on Facebook uh, for long enough. And then, I think everybody got the point. Um, and so, uh, so that was just kind of their introduction. But again, it's like I said, in, in my family, I'm also a liberal and I'm also uh, well educated. So I have kind of figured that the atheism thing was almost like a secondhand, like, and it's, it's not even the worst thing of my credentials for my family. So, I mean, you know, Bill, being like a Bernie Sanders supporter is probably like worse than being an atheist. <laughs> yeah. That's a very good point. Um, so in, in the work that you do now, in the location that you're at, uh, you would, would you say that you honestly believe you're the only atheist there? No, there, there's probably others. I suspect other of my coworkers are, are, but again, it's not since it's most, since we deal mostly with science and for defense, I work for the DOD. So, it's, I mean, there are a few that I suspect, but for the most part, it's still a, uh, the DOD culture is still very kind of uh, ingrained in uh, the same kind of dogma uh, as, as religions, really. I mean, there are atheists in the foxhole organizations within the DOD, but they're kind of small and Science in general is, I mean, there, there's not there's not a whole lot of, I mean, even though we're very concentrated in this area, there's not a whole lot of other people that uh, I, I'm aware of that are, are atheists. But a lot of our work is kind of compartmentalized, I would say, for for on the on the science end. So things that are religious are kind of disregarded, or they put that on the side. So it's certainly something that's not broadcast, sort of a case of if you're going into a laboratory, uh, you, you, when you put on the goggles, you put on the lab coat, on the shelf, you put religion as you walk into the door. It's part of the process. Right. All right. right. Because, I mean, I mean fu fundamentally, I mean, science is about asking questions. The scientific method is about how a process of going through and, and discover and discovering things and ascertaining whether or not something's true or not. And I mean, religion is fundamentally not that. So, I mean, they, they can't, they don't coexist really. And there's, there's all kinds of philosophies and books about it. Um, but I mean, for the most part, and, and it doesn't really come into play. I mean, there's, it's very benign level for, for, uh, for this area, and and it's really kind of tied into like the DoD culture, really. Okay, would you say that your uh, scientific understanding and perspective on on questioning and looking at things, would you say that that would uh, sort of be a filter in which now you view uh, many other uh, sort of, sort of uh, superstitious or spiritual aspects of life where people make claims? that are these supernatural claims such as you know a cult or um uh, 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 someone who believes they witnessed you know some miracle 
would you say you apply that now to everything and this isn't there this would explain why you haven't gone from say catholicism to uh protestantism or or going to you know chinese black magic or you know any any of the other many uh, spiritual paths to what some would consider an, an enlightenment would you say that you didn't move from one to the other because of that right i mean i, I think that as i gained more knowledge and in, in, in science i mean it for me, being a chemist is not not really what I do. It really is more what I am. So the the process and and I use the same kind of analytical techniques of analyzing things across the board. So it's it's not even just just about religion. It could be anything. It could be you know my personal finances and things. And so so yeah, I mean it, it does influence all of those kinds of things. Um, to where I am more critical of things that are things that are said or or things that pe uh, people do um, under guise of oh this is gonna you know be better for me or or, or things like that and it's so it's it is a a constant uh, filter of uh, nonsense and pseudo scientific stuff and and I teach. Uh, chemistry. So I also am constantly in the the process of teaching others to think critically. And so when we have to always constantly be thinking and applying um, things of you know, discerning truth or uh, fact from non-fact, you know those kinds of methods, and then it just kind of becomes a, a habit over time. And especially here in America now, it's like everything you read in the news I have you have to constantly like fact check stuff to see is, is it just my own confirmation bias that I want to believe that or should I check that you know check something up no I, I agree completely uh, in fact um, there there are some like memes or there are some posts by uh, people in other atheist groups that I'm in on Facebook and uh, They'll post something, and then I'll look at it, and it sounds great. It's it's you know it's sort of like you know a derogatory comment against religion or a quote by some you know famous uh, uh, individual or author, and and I'll look at it and I'll go, I wonder if they actually really said that or if this comment is really true. Even though I agree with the the, the point it's trying to make, I will fact check it only to find out well it wasn't really something that they said or this didn't exactly happen that way. And even though I feel compelled to to repost it just, you know, so I can, you know, so it's sort of a case of knock someone down a peg or or have someone famous agree with me on a position. I know it's not necessarily exactly what they said, and so I won't. I'll refuse to do it, whereas I'll see right. people uh, repost things like either pro-Donald Trump or pro-President Administ uh, the President Administration or pro-Christian things that they didn't actually research, and I know they didn't because when I researched it, I found out that that thing wasn't actually true, that they didn't do that or they didn't say that, but they don't really care what's true or false. They care that people just agree with them. Right. Yeah, and, and that's that's a, a a constant thing for, and, and, it, and being in science, there's always, we get it, I get into more, some, a lot of the science education things as well, and so, there's the you get into the to the anti-vaccine areas and the evolution discussions and and all those other things are are kind of a, a constant level for, for me so it's it's there's all kinds of other things that I have to constantly be looking up and reading up on to to, to be uh, and and again and my own personal habits I save a lot of these things too so when these things come up then I've already done some of the research on it too that's a pretty good idea a lot of people don't and so they they, they don't have the research to fall back on if someone does question them they'll just throw their hands up and see either I don't know or they'll they'll just um, they'll not argue they'll just close the conversation right. off so let me let me ask you um, if, if this is something you'd like to talk about uh, speaking of education your son Mm -hmm. um, can can you talk a little bit about 
um, his school and the things that he deals with uh, in in the light of. Because I've seen, you know, there's there's been things on the news here and there, and there's um, articles here and there referring to you know people having to deal with uh, religion in school, or you know, or in the case of when I was growing up in school, everyone. Everyone was a Christian. 100% of the people that I dealt with growing up were Christians. My family, the neighbors, and most of the neighbors happened to be family. Um, I, I grew up in a huge, huge family. There's, right now, I would say just first uh, cousins and their kids is 300 people. Now, mm -hmm. w when you have that kind of feedback, as in uh, your uncles and aunts and your cousins and your neighbors, all the kids at school, uh, the teachers at school, when every single person is a Christian, you you never have a, a, a dissenting opinion. You never come across someone who introduces a, a concept or an idea that's um, opposed to yours. So, I, I, in fact, I can honestly say that I didn't even hear the word atheism or atheist until I was 17, and that was in church when the youth pastor was telling us uh, synonyms for devil worshippers. That's that's what that was. It's exactly that's the first time I'd ever been exposed to that term. So um, coming back to your son, can can you tell me a little bit about um, his upbringing and what you're trying to do in his life? Um, maybe also uh, what what his mom is interjecting as far as uh, religion and science, and maybe a little bit about of him in school and whether or not that's affecting the people that he goes to school with or his teachers, his environment. Well, I mean, my, my son's only two right now, so uh, I don't have, he doesn't have... Uh, oh, I thought he was old. older than that. I'm sorry. No, no. <laughs> I thought he was no, in school I, already. I have a two-year-old, so he's, uh, you know, everything right now for him is solely about weed whackers and leaf blowers. That's his only interest in, in things right now. Um, but, so, so, but these are quote, good questions because they are questions that I do contemplate for him in advance because while, you're going to have to deal with this at some point yeah exactly i mean there there's inevitably going going to be the conversation of you know somebody bringing up jesus or something like that at school and it's inevitably some some other child and you know even as young as probably three or four they'll, they'll he'll probably hear hear that from from other people and so i mean right now i've limited influence in his life by capping my family's conversations about it with him or around him. I've simply told him, listen, you know, no, no, you know, religious talk, you know, around him while he doesn't understand as much, but still, you know, I mean, he, he tells the dog bless you when, when the dog sneezes and it's like, okay, I, you know, so I'm, I'm already starting to feel like it, you know, maybe, maybe I'm maybe I'm just getting carried away about it, and, and thinking, well, you know, maybe is that is, is that okay? Or it's like, well, you know what? He's two. Who, who gives a shit? You know. So, um, but uh, you know, but my my wife's family wanted to wanted to have him, you know, wanted to have him baptized, and I was like, no, 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 let's, you know, I was like, when he when he's 18 and he wants to, you know, throw his life away and and do something stupid, then you know, he he can do that then. Um, but now my, and my, I intend to expose him to religions when he's ready. Um, but that won't be, you know, till, till very far down. I mean, I have studied, uh, a lot of the different religions and in the meantime, um, my focus is really just humanism is, um, uh, teaching, uh, empathy and, um, and thinking about other other people and and what uh, you know and and their uh, and what really is for his level and and so I mean and really I mean he's he's very empathic already so it's you know he already kind of you know recognizes other people as you know crying or you know and he wants to go give people hugs and stuff and so it's you know very cute to see a two year old you know want to do that um, so but so I mean it's there, there's there's all kinds of religious things that I would uh, need to teach him, but and my wife doesn't really, I don't know, she's not really into the whole like education thing for religion, and she doesn't. I mean, 
honestly, I don't think my wife could quote a, a quote from the Bible if you asked her to. So I don't know that she would really have any influence so so much on on you know religious ends of things, other than you know she wants to tell them about angels or something, and which I you know disagree with and stuff like that. But uh, but so for the most part, he's um, he's still in that that phase where it's, you know, he, he's not really paying attention to much of anything. And so it's just, you know, the, a lot of these are topics that are, are things that I do think about. And so, I mean, it's actually one of the projects that I'm working on is I was trying to write a book. Um, and I was originally exclusively thinking about him of, you know, what kinds of things would he, would I want to teach him um, about these other things while I'm thinking about it right now. Oh yeah, that's that's a that, that's a good point. Um, I've 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 noticed that in, in some cases it's really difficult to um, be in a situation where you have uh, one parent as a believer in a particular faith and the other one either as not a believer in that faith and a believer in another or uh, com completely atheist and there's uh, disagreement. In some cases, uh, there may be divorce. In, in a in a very close future, uh, depending on just how adamant uh, each one is, or um, the, the how less likely one is to concede uh, to uh, demands, or even reach an agreement. Uh, so I guess in the case of, of your marriage, it's not so bad. It's not so you're not at each other's throats with his uh, eternal life after uh, death. Right his destination sort of thing. Right. Yeah, I, I think my, my wife and I just agreed early on that we, just, we weren't going to lie to him. And so, and so that, and it, and it, I mean, it influences other little things too. I mean, like Christmas and stuff that my wife, my wife loves Christmas and, and it's like, you know, being you know, super atheist and, and not, I mean, I, I, I say I hate the fucking holidays. <laughs> I hate them with a passion, and it has nothing to do with with the religious part, even though that is part of it. But you know, and so to not uh, skip over that part for for my son, it's like trying to find uh, other kind of alternatives to uh, to telling him about things. I mean, even like Santa Claus and stuff, and not. I was like, I'm not gonna lie to him about Santa Claus. I'm like, you know, we'll. So I kind of looked around to find just even like a Santa Claus game that you know we pretend that it's real for for the month of December, that kind of thing. But he knows up in advance that we don't, that we're just pretending, but it's not real, and we just don't tell other people that we're playing the game, so as not to influence other people. So. Wow, that is um, that's something I've not heard before. Um. I did notice uh, that in in it, it, this has come to my attention. A couple of people made comments to me about uh, my two children. I've got two six-year-old girls, and uh, they're totally into Christmas. They love the 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 idea of the magic of you know elves and fairies and 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 Santa Claus and things like that. And I, uh, one of them mentioned. You know, if you don't believe in God, then why do you celebrate Christmas? And I said, well, you don't believe in Santa Claus. You still celebrate Christmas, you know, with 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 what Santa Claus brings to the table. And so um, it, you don't have to have uh, faith in the supernatural to celebrate a story. It's it's to to, right. to me, it's just a story and it's a great story. Right. And when the story ends, that's it. Then you move on to the next thing and you. You know, no adult right now believes Santa Claus is, well, most, I, I would hope most adults <laughs> don't believe Santa Claus is actually real. Um, but right. it's just something you grow out of. And, and, and even though I'm, I'm tempted to, to, to want to take away the, the, the fantasy and replace it with facts, because, you know, as, as Richard, Richard Dawkins has, uh, the book, The Magic of Reality, uh, even right. though I would feel compelled to do that, it's still difficult when you look at your kid and see the right. the immense joy that they get with the idea. I mean, we did the little elf on a right. shelf thing with uh with our girls, and um, right. you know the elf every morning is in a different place and doing a different thing, and they would get so excited 
Now, obviously, they're not going to grow up believing in elves, but just this small right. window of opportunity to to interject a little bit of magic, which can be done in reality. I'm, I'm fairly certain of that. But the environment, right. the environment does not support that. It's really difficult right. to grow up with the kids in as as an atheist in a completely religious environment and not have them see Santa everywhere and not have them see churches everywhere and not have them see crosses everywhere and not to you right. know be subjected to all of these things growing up and 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 try to essentially uh, uh barrier them off from those things so right um it's it's nice well, and, to hear what what you think about that and and I think too the other benefit of being in the area that I'm in um in the DC area uh is that this is such a melting pot of cultures is that I don't have to rely on trying to find other things that, because there's, you know, I mean, that's one of the, the best things is that there's, there's so much diversity. There's so many other cultures. There's so many other ways of looking at things than, than just the, the Christian way. And, and so to, to be able to just expose him to other, cultures just from a local area that you know it, it kind of creates that that well okay well these other people believe this and these other people believe this and so it kind of creates a, this this spectrum that doesn't get him into that 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 pipeline of of christianity where he can see that there's other there's other things out there right and it's the science uh, i would imagine the science that's the antithesis to the to the, the the superstition uh, that supports you know the, the different religions and cults and spiritual leaders, the the, the, the claims of mysticism and magic that's on, a, on a, uh, another wall. It's it's on the other side of the wall from the the scientific claims. It can be proven. Right. All right. Um, let me let me ask you a couple of questions. I've I've asked this of other guests. I like to to find out what people who don't adhere to a particular religion I like to hear their views on the on these kinds of things because my views completely changed on on things like uh, nationalism and patriotism uh, my view completely changed uh from when, originally when i was a christian and i was devoted uh for four years but my 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 perspective changed on a couple of things once i became an atheist it wasn't just simply attached to the religion you know things like homosexuality, things like uh, nationalism and patriotism, right. were were altered because of that. Can can you tell us a little bit about uh, your feelings on 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 those subjects, uh, homosexuality, or the, the the biology of what what we see now when uh, news and TV of uh, people, for example, changing changing their sexes or changing their right. their their or, uh, orientation or preference. As far as sexual right. partner, can can you talk a little bit about that? Well, and and this is actually, I mean, this is actually something that I'm, I'm actually writing about. Actually, so it's the I I believe strongly in LGBT rights and for just equality in general, and so um, and so that's whether that's been more influenced now um, through my atheism, maybe. Um, but also, I think just uh, reading and being more educated about it in general. In and uh, I think once you empathize with other people and see other points of view, then you begin to kind of understand a little bit more of, of their position. And and I had to go back and do the research myself of what does that even mean? I mean, what does it mean to be you know, a transgender or transsexual and, and things like that. And so, uh, you know, and so reading a lot of the, the, the journal articles and things of different uh, psychology and biology and, um, I mean, there, there's no clear uh, indicator of what, what causes or what uh, prompts things to be different. There's obviously all kinds of nurture versus nature, um, whether it's whether it's uh, genetics or various hormonal changes and things like that that happen at various stages because we were but because we're such complex animals it's it's a 
it's a very complex issue. And so there is no really one way of thinking. And so really I kind of saw it originally as that it falls into this kind of binary thinking that religious people have is black and white is it says this is no good and, and but but the fact is is that biology is so diverse there's so much different and there's so many complex things that, that happen that there there is no there is no black and white it can't be um, and so so a lot of the the research that that is being done in in the area and um, and just just trying to understand the, the whole dynamics of it. And then going into, obviously, the equality things is, is more of um, just a, I mean, that's, equality is also an American thing. Um, so it's one of our, our things that we, we push for is, is equality for, for all people. Um, while it's not, obviously, representative in various parts of our culture, but um, but I think that on the, the nationalism side, I think I think any point of view that's extreme tends to be bad, whether it's nationalist or, or otherwise. I mean, I, I think that um, you know, the, the people that I uh, often reference for, for like American nationalism are, I mean, when you, is that really we should always be struggling against you know against the the government it, it should it's a it's a process of trying to make things better nothing gets better by stagnation i mean it's it's always a struggle we, we have to constantly struggle to push forward um social values and so you know the the government doesn't want to change i mean it never does that's what governments do they they want stagnation essentially they don't, they don't want to do the work and they don't want to do the other things so but it's the people that push the, these things forward um, and so but 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 really any any idea in its extreme is probably not not good so it's um, but it's it, all of these things kind of play into just general humanism as the, the um, the, the ideological philosophy that I that I believe in is secular humanism, and so because obviously that's that's one of the first things of okay once you once you get rid of God, what where do you go from there? Uh, where you know if we put the Bible aside, how do I determine you know what's right and wrong kinds of things, and that it is a little bit more uh, fluid as you work your way through, but there's all kinds of philosophies that deal with some of that. Humanism is one of those things that is, is again, it, there's there's paths through through American history that, that show the, the humanism and the, the the equality for 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 all different people, for women and um, and different ethnic backgrounds, and now transgender just happens to be the and and uh, gay rights just happens to be a little bit more uh, more on the forefront, but. I mean, there's it's actually there's such a minority population. I think there's probably fewer of them than there are even Muslims in the country. So it's like it's it's but it's really a uh, if we don't all have equality, then none of us do, kind of thing. Where it's uh, you know equal simply means equal. I mean, you can't have one, you know like the. I always reference like the thing from the Quran, or it's like men and women are equal, but men are slightly above. And it's like, well, that's not really the same. That's not really equality, <laughs> you know. I mean, from a mathematical standpoint, one does not equal one point one. Right, right. Or, or um, from the Old Testament, uh, um, a man is worth twice of what a woman is worth, in, in right. many cases. So, uh, yeah, the, the women are equal, but men are more equal. <laughs> right. Kind of thing, and. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, those are all uh, excellent points, and um, and and the same, and something very similar. When when I lost my uh, lost my faith, it, all of those things um, they they looked drastically different. It wasn't a case of homosexuality is evil from Satan and just simply bad. You know, it's when, right. when you stop and go, okay, well, if there's no Satan and if there's no God, well, what is homosexuality and 
And you made the point earlier about going back and looking at the definition of the word just to find out what the thing was that you wanted to think about. And, and that's where you got to start with. What is the actual subject matter that you're trying to understand and consider? And, you know, what are the things that can cause or have an effect on it um, uh, resulting and, and have and, and sort of give us a result that we need to seriously consider? And all of those things changed, you know, when I lost my faith. And I'm, I'm sure that, you know, with other people, it, it was quite similar. In, in cases like yours where you, you didn't step too far away from where you were when you began, um, it was it was a it was a it was a gentle it was a it was a gentle few steps or a nice evening stroll. Whereas I'm I'm sure some other people having to deal with um, uh, the the wilder more devoted side of uh, Christianity or Islam or or you know the, the the faith that they were brought up in, it was a it was a sprint for their lives in a very right. dangerous but, situation. But on that to, same on that same same thing, I mean, and, and like you said, the nationalism. I mean, being very conservative or very Republican, like my family. I mean, still stepping out of that was probably that probably stepping out of the Republican dynamic is probably more was probably more difficult or was as you said, kind of on the the aspect of like the religion end of things, um, where it's a different. Getting rid of those ideologies is is really no different. Yeah, that that's a good point as well. I mean, um. Uh, a lot of people will point to, you know, like the the arguments of the, the evils of atheism, the atheist leaders, like, you know, what they'll what they'll quote, you know, Hitler and Mao and and um, um, what was the guy in Russia? What was his name? Stalin. Stalin. Uh, they'll they'll point to them and go, oh, those were, you know, um, atheists and they were evil and clearly without God. You 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 you. This is what you end up with. They killed millions of their own people and. And and I try to you know come back with the argument that you know they it was not a case of they were trying to remove religion, they weren't trying to uh, get get rid of God, they were trying to replace it, because they see just right. how effective it is to have absolute control over an idea. In in this particular case, it it's not a worship of a, a supernatural entity, it's a worship of the state. You're still following something with with absolute disregard for other people. You're following an idea. You're putting the idea and the state above the, the the health and the lives of the people that it controls. And that's essentially the same thing, like you pointed out with the Republicans and the Democrats in religion. It's literally the same thing. As soon as you put an idea above people, then the idea no longer serves them. The people serve it. Right. And and, and that, too, is is another thing that I think is fundamentally a misunderstanding of atheism in that Atheism is a negative answer to a single question. It's not that there is no ideology. It's uh, you know the beliefs provide impetus for action. Not believing something does not provide impetus for action. You don't run out of your house because you don't believe it's on fire. If the, the <laughs> I think Sam Harris said, said it best. That the, these other people they embraced other life destroying ideologies. It wasn't. It wasn't that they didn't believe in God. That doesn't, you know, that just led them to embrace other things that were were detrimental. Yeah, they they, they certainly didn't. Or um, I, I think in the case of uh, depending on uh, the religious leader you talk to, they would like to think they did because they need to justify right. their side of the argument. And the only way you can do right. that to sh you can't sh you, to show your right, you have to prove someone else is wrong. And so anyone who right. disagrees with, with you has to be wrong. Otherwise, if, if you can't prove they're wrong, then they might be right, and you're only going to lose followers that way. Right. And, and I think there's, there, that's been the often thing of using communism as some synonym for atheism. For I mean, Americans have been demonizing communists for, since God only knows when. And so, I mean, it only kind of goes hand in hand with the two. And originally because people like Marx wrote very anti-religious uh, treatises. And so it, the, those kinds of ideas of that they were against uh, organized religion and, and clearly then they must be also all atheists. But, you know, once you, you have that kind of uh, the, the rest of the ideology that goes with it, I mean, they just did, they don't want to compete with religion. 
I mean, they got their own stuff that they that they want to do, but they just didn't want to compete with religion, so they had to do away with it. Yeah, if you if you want to be on top, everyone else has to be on the bottom. Right thing. So, um, let's let's um step a little bit further ahead. Um, can you, if 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 you know of anything in particular, can you tell us, um, what you think becoming an atheist the 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 idea of embracing the word and embracing the meaning has that changed your life in any way and what would you what would you say the best things of that change were well i think um for the most part i don't think anything's really changed for me uh holistically i think from um from relationships or anything of calling myself an atheist i think the the best part, and, and I had this conversation with with the you know, the person on Facebook who's kind of doubting their their faith is you know, just from my position, I am in a better position just mentally and just, uh, emotionally from embracing the fact that there is that I, there is no God, and I don't have to worry about um, trying to justify the world and things through some various lens to try and make it make sense. Uh, yeah, you kind of, at some point we have, we have to be okay with just not knowing. I mean, there's just, there's just no way you're going to know. And then pretending to know is not, is not knowledge and it's not true. So once you kind of get to that point where you realize that it's, it's okay to not know it, it, it kind of, I mean, it, to me, makes me feel better that I don't have to to torment myself over is something real or is it not when I have no evidence and so it's uh, it, it does provide you know and I and, and I know that religions provide kind of the same thing or people say well you know it makes them feel good or, or something like that but that's just you know any position can can make you feel good. I mean, Hindus feel perfectly happy in their their faith, and Muslims feel happy in their faith, and Christians feel happy in their faith, and you can be just as happy with nothing. Yeah, but they all claim to have a different definition of the afterlife and which which one's going to it, and so that's I think where a lot of the the, the the offense is created where a lot of the um, the arguments and fights of the of wars of history is created because of their right. de- they're all they're all happy and because they all think they're right but the problem right. is is they all want to fight over who's right and and right. I think a line should be drawn there right so um one one last question um, if you were to give advice to someone who was and you you mentioned this uh, just a moment ago who was considering um, uh, leaving their faith, uh, sort of on that boundary, or had already crossed it, but have they have not told anyone in their family or their friends uh, because they're afraid of the repercussions. Do you have any personal uh, evidence that you would like to give them in moving forward with that? Well, I, I think the, the only thing that I could say, and, and I've, you know, giving this advice to, to others is is really that things do get better over time as you because I, I think religion introduces conflict in to us internally and so I think if you have less of that conflict where you're you're going over you know it, does this make me a bad person you know should I you know feel guilty over sin and things like that and there's there's all kinds of philosophies and really it's about going out and reading and educating yourself because I mean people say well oh, but you know Jesus had the golden rule and it's like well but you know once you consider it to be literature then there's all kinds of other people who have expressed similar concepts in much more eloquent ways than the Bible ever could. I mean, the Bible is literally something, or is figuratively a, a text written in crayon compared to 
other compared to other authors who don't have the 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 range of hypocrisy and conflict in their writing that there's all kinds of other philosophies that people can can adapt to and i think that people get stuck with uh, a, a narrow view of the world because of their upbringing but i mean that's that's the best thing is that there's there's so many other ideas out there there's so many other ways of looking at things that we don't have to accept a binary way of thinking of things and not everything even morality is not a, a clear-cut uh, rule i mean there's shades of gray in everything and uh, there's but there's there's a whole spectrum of of uh, electromagnetic energy that is you know we only see in a very small spectrum of that but there's this huge wide spectrum of things in the universe that are so much more amazing than the the narrow-minded way that we may have been brought up to see things and so really anybody who's doubting their faith or has already kind of stepped things aside there's there's so much more out there and i think that anybody who's in that position they've really just kind of stepped into a place where they're they're on a, a new playing ground i mean there there's so much stuff that they could learn and be exposed to that probably they wouldn't have gone that way because oh uh, they're, oh they're you know they're they're hedonists or or the pagans or 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 they're they're atheists and and but not accepting those uh, those stigmatized labels anymore and it it just it makes things so much better you're you're freer as an individual to be exposed to really the world. And, and the universe, and all of it is so much more amazing than, than could ever be captured in the religious texts. I mean, just, you know, anything of science, or, you know, if you read, uh, uh, really, you know, Carl Sagan or, 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 uh, or Krauss's uh, book, which is really out there, but you know, when you start looking at just all the things of the universe, there, you couldn't capture that kind of stuff. In, in a religious text, and there's just so much amazing things to to see, um, and and really I think that anybody on those those first steps, it's it's really the first steps into a much broader world than maybe they were raised into. I absolutely love the electromagnetic spectrum analogy that you just did. Um, I just finished a physics exam, so. You know, I completely understand the, the point that you that you tried to make, and I think that's got meme written all over it. I'm sure you can come up with something quite nice with that. Um, but uh, I want to thank you very much, Sam, for the time that you've spent with us today and uh, the knowledge yeah, you brought to the table. Absolutely. Thank you. And um, I hope you have a wonderful day, and uh, good luck with you your too. son. Oh, he grows up strong and happy and healthy, just like his dad. <laughs> thank you. Hope you have a good day. Bye-bye. Right. Thank you. Bye-bye.